All right, I'll be quick. Guillermo called me at 9 o'clock last night, so it can't be that long, amen? <laughs> I guess uh, I'm a great procrastinator, so it was perfect for me. <laughs> Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. I could identify with, with some of the things you said, Warren. I think um, engineers are really good at complicating simple things. That's what, that's what they get paid for, I think. And um, the great thing about um, our God is, is he's made things so simple for us. The world's always trying to complicate things. It's always trying to take very simple things and just complicate it, make it fuzzy, a multiplicity. I, you, you, do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's just constantly the world's trying to confuse. And that's the devil is the author of confusion, the Bible tells us. God, with God, it's very simple. And so I got a really simple few thoughts for you this morning, actually just three um, Luke chapter 15, and I'm just going to read the story of the prodigal to you. You know this story. You can, you can listen, listen in. And he said, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they begin to be merry. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. I just pray that uh, you'd speak to our hearts as only you can, and that your word would be um, so clear and so real to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, my first point is it's all about God's love. Um, I understand how sin within a family can cause deep wounds. It can, it can tear a family apart. Um, it's without a doubt even more devastating in a Christian family um, where the Bible's been taught, where the Bible's understood. Uh, my family's not immune to sin. It doesn't matter what kind of background you have. No family is immune to the consequences of sin. We live in a sin-broken world. And I can say that... Um, it's only through much prayer and God's great mercy that we've come through this far. Um, I, I can also share that having had a brother 
who, who was away from the Lord for many years, <laughs> that I can speak from some experience. And I, I'm ashamed to say that my faith in God's power wavered at times. Um, sometimes we, we see what we see and we lose hope. We lose hope. We lose hope in what God can do in God's power. But I can assure you that watching godly parents that it's possible both to stand firm against sin and to remain full of love and grace at the same time. That's something that a lot of people struggle with. Can I stand firm against sin and can I still have love and grace at the same time? And the answer is yes, you can. You don't have to compromise with sin to still be loving and graceful. The two with God are in perfect harmony. God is perfectly sinless but God is completely full of love. And it's, it's something that if you know God, you can only really understand. The world doesn't understand this concept. And I think we have to remind ourselves that a father's love is an earthly model of a heavenly design. We must never, ever, ever give up on our children. There is no doubt why God gave us this story, and I believe it is so that we would never, ever, ever give up on our children. Don't ever give up on your children. Um, this, is, this is what I take from this story. You can take a lot of things from this story. Don't ever give up on your children. No matter how far they stray, no matter what age they are, don't ever, ever give up on your children. That's point number one. It's all about God's love. Point number two I have is it's all about man's heart. We only see the outside. That prodigal in the slime, in the pit with the pigs, stinky, right? It's, it's a perfect mental picture. It's a perfect image of sin, nastiness. We walk around town, we walk around Vacaville, we pass a lot of different people. We judge by what we see. And it's not the way God judges. God looks straight through what's on the outside, no matter how marred and messed up. If they're laying in the gutters in the streets of Oakland, I walk past every day. God looks straight past that and straight into their heart. And so I really can't be a judge because I can't see their heart. I've had um, a long debate with someone about, um, and this is a rabbit trail, so I'm not going to go down this road, but about... Um, what's called the reprobate doctrine, which I vehemently deny. And, and I believe that God gives people over to what they want. That's biblical, Romans chapter 1. But I don't ever know when that is. I can never know. Only God. Only God can know when someone is past the point of redemption. Okay? I can never know. So I can never treat anyone. I cannot treat anyone as if they are past the point of it, no matter what sin. Amen. Romans chapter 1 lists a lot of sins, too. Don't pick out your pet sin. There's a lot of sins in there. Um, I think for us to judge whether someone is, quote, given over, puts us in the place of God. It also puts us in a place of faithlessness because I'm denying that God has the power to rescue someone from any sin. And if I believe God and God's power, God can rescue anyone from, in, from the deepest of sins. I even pass people on the streets of Oakland and their minds are gone. They've ruined their minds. They've destroyed them with drugs. 
and I, you can't really even talk to them. And, and I just pray for God's grace somehow on them that somewhere they, they heard something before their mind was gone, right? What can you do but, but fall on God's grace? That's all you can do. Um, and I know it's hard today because people flaunt their sin so much more than they used to. It's hard. There, there's a lot of flaunting of sin today. It's in your face. I, 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 I get it a lot. Um, I've been, a, I've been almost attacked for not wearing a mask on BART, you know, and it's like just, just, it's hard. People, people get very vicious about things. And um, it's, hard, it's hard to be, when, when, when this sin is being carefully woven into the fabric of our society, the powers of darkness feel like they're, they're, they're taking over, but we, we can never get comfortable with any of that. Um, no matter how many Names they, that they call us and things that they throw at us, we can never, never get comfortable. So the Bible says that, that, Lot, that Lot's righteous soul was vexed. His soul was vexed. Um, as fathers, we must rightly choose the land of faith. But even more importantly, um, in our living, we must rightly reflect the true nature of God. This is much more difficult, and I say I often fail, but it's critical for our children to see to, to watch us and not just hear us. They have to watch us and not just hear us. And the hardest place that that, that is, is in the home, no doubt. My children can attest to that. We must teach them in a way that leads them to an understanding of both the devastation of sin and the great power of God's grace. You, 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 you have to understand both. They, they, you can't candy coat sin. Sin will destroy your life. It's a slippery slope. Marijuana will take you down a dark road. I don't care if they legalize it. I don't care if marijuana is legal. If they, if, if it's a gateway drug, it's going to take you down a long road. I just read a story about um, Red Hot Chili Peppers um, um, lead singer or whatever who, who escaped from that life. He started with marijuana, went to heroin, went to cocaine, and, um, and it, it destroyed his life. And um, that's the world will tell us things are okay. But that's, uh, that's not God's plan. Um, I know the devil seems to be winning often and sowing confusion, but that confusion is only self-destructive. Suicide is the leading cause of death among those who are trapped in sexual deviancy. Our society is racing toward destruction, being rocked to the very core. Satan knows how deeply we grieve God when we violate the very human sexual design that he has for us. Some even mutilating their own bodies, hormones, surgery. And, and it, it feels almost as if the devil wants us to, to be self-damning, to just so destroy ourselves that we feel like we're beyond hope. But it doesn't matter what I ever do to myself. It doesn't matter what I ever fall into. I'm never, ever past God's grace. And that's why my last point is it's all about God's grace. It's all about God's grace. There's only one remedy when I read my Bible, and that's that there is no sin under the sun from Genesis Revelation that is beyond God's grace. And God, God is not surprised by any of this. He knows that he knows the beginning and he knows the end. And I want to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10 to encourage you. 
It's all about God's grace. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, our life in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, my two favorite words in all the Bible, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come we might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and it not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's really all about God's grace for each of us. And there's nothing in this world, there's no sin that's too great and is beyond God's grace. Um, God, has, God has extended his great grace for a thousand years and he's going to extend it until the day that he returns. And so we need to just continue on. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Um, every man should give account but until that day, we need to trim our wicks, light our lamps, and build up our most holy faith. <clears throat> because we have to remember that, but for the grace of God, there go I. And I often remind myself of that. We are never, we, we are never too great to fall. I'm never above sin. I never get to the point where I've beat sin. I'm always relying on God's grace. I relied on God's grace when I was saved, and I rely on God's grace every day. And that helps us as we look around us at, at a world that's, that's struggling so much, so many people, so broken, so many needs, that, that I'm not any better than any of them. There's no, there, there, there's, there, there's no hierarchy in, in the family of God. We're all God's children, and He calls us to love people. And um, so remember that. Keep it simple. It's all about God's love. It's all about man's heart. We can't see. We, we, we judge wrongly. And then lastly, it's all about God's grace. His grace is greater than all our sins.